highest quality mobility solutions available in the world today. Colson Group Jonesboro has a state-of-the-art facility and is looking for qualified individuals to join our team. Colson Group needs qualified machine press operators and production supervisors. Come work in a climate-controlled environment with great benefits and a four-day work week with weekends off. Visit our website at colsongroupusa.com and click careers tab. Apply today. That's colsongroupusa.com. What does better mean to you? Maybe it's better services, better support, better ways to build a life or buy a home or run a business. First Security is your partner for it all with resources and solutions that make a difference for you and others. That's because First Security takes care of customers while building communities. Better for you, better for Arkansas, better for all. First Security, bank better. Member FDIC, equal housing lender. If you're a veteran or know a veteran struggling with post-traumatic stress or traumatic brain injury, please go to AmericanHumane.org to learn about their Pups for Patriots program, which provides specially trained service dogs to veterans in need. Let's help our veterans heal from the invisible wounds of war. This is KNEA K237FI 95.3 and K245CW 96.9 Jonesboro and KBRI Clarendon, the Ticket Radio Network. It's time for The Setup, the fastest hour in sports talk here on The Ticket. Here are your hosts, Cade Carlton and Andrew Bowen. All right, welcome in to a Tuesday edition of the show here on The Ticket Radio Network this Tuesday, May 10th, 2022 edition of the show. Here on The Ticket, uh, streaming online, 95.3, theticket.com, and through the TuneIn app by searching for KNEA. Uh, you can also find us on uh, Facebook, uh, Twitter, at The Ticket Radio, um, and Instagram, The Ticket Radio Network, is uh, where you can find us there. Uh, a lot to get to on the show today. We'll uh, we'll go over a late night in the National Basketball Association last night as the Grizzlies fell to the Golden State Warriors and are now down a 3-1 to one in that series uh interesting nfl news out today that we'll go over we'll also uh touch a little bit on just some some highlights from the new or from the press conference introducing the new athletics director uh we have some midweek baseball to talk about with a state we'll also have our weekly chat with curtis wilkerson that's coming up at uh, 2 30 this afternoon so a lot to get to on the show today, but before we get into anything, Andrew Bowen will get us caught up with some headlines. Brought to you by Plaza Tire Service, bringing you the best deals on tires. A-State Athletics officially introduced new vice chancellor for intercollegiate athletics, Jeff Purinton, Monday in front of a near-capacity crowd at the Centennial Bank Athletics Operations Center. Purinton thanked his friends and mentors and family before outlining his major goals for the program and laying out his to-do list. He is the 13th athletics director in program history. Meanwhile, A-State baseball is Bluff City bound as the Red Wolves return to midweek action at Memphis. The game wraps up a stretch of seven straight on the road. First pitch is at 6 p.m. on the Ticket Radio Network. And the St. Louis Cardinals are back at Bush tonight to start a three-game interleague series against the Baltimore Orioles. Game time is set for 6.45 p.m. on 95.9 The Wolf. And this has been your daily headlines brought to you by Plaza Tire Service, bringing you the best deals on tires. All right, so I actually did go back and get a chance to rewatch all of the press conference from 
yesterday. And so I, I do want to touch on that. But first off, last night we had game four of the Memphis Grizzlies against the Golden State Warriors in round two of the NBA playoffs. Um, the Warriors could not have played worse if they tried and still won that game. They played terrible last night. Uh, it was and, a very ugly game. Yeah, it was. It was very ugly. Uh, people, I, you know, I saw people on Twitter talking about, "Oh, this is reminiscent of the grit and grind era." No, because like I actually enjoyed watching those games, even though they were like a defensive slugfest a lot of times. I did not enjoy watching that 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 first half of play last night. It it quite honestly was not entertaining. And I love a good defensive game. I am a I, I'm a big fan of Big Ten games. Big Ten college basketball games that get into the 50s and 60s. But a lot of what you run into in games like that is that the defense is just so good that it, it it's fun to watch. Like, I didn't even think the defense was particularly great. I just thought it was a bunch of dadgum bricks in the first half last night. Don't get me wrong. I thought the Grizzlies played good defense, and undoubtedly their defense disrupted Golden State's offense at times. But for the vast majority of the first half, it was a freaking bricklayers convention. I mean, yeah. it on both sides. And it like that second quarter was brutal to watch. I mean, it it was not reminiscent of the grit and grind era. It was reminiscent of the bricks era. Uh, because it was it was it was terrible in the second quarter last night. So uh it, with that being said, though, I, I thought going into the half that Yes, obviously it was a little bit of the fact that teams were taking dumb, both teams were taking dumb shots, but also the first half was as good as the Grizzlies have played defensively in a half, maybe all playoffs. Uh, pretty impressive first half, especially to hold, you know, Golden State to thirty-eight and eighteen in the second quarter of play. Um, but you know, I think I had tweeted this out at some point that in the midst of this run where Golden State could not hit shots at all, the Grizzlies weren't hitting shots either. And so it became a deal where it, you're watching the, the first three, four minutes of this in the second quarter, and it's like, well, if you're not going to capitalize off of Golden State not making shots here and playing terrible offensively, then good luck. Because at some point in this game, you are going to have to weather a storm from Golden State. Like it, they are not going to score 18 points every quarter for the rest of the game. They they have too many pieces, and so at some point, like a 10-0 run or something like that is coming, and you're going to have to weather that storm. And I would have much rather weather that storm up 15 or 20 because you capitalized on a terrible second quarter as opposed to what it was at the half where. I mean, I guess just under a minute to go, you have the big Steph Curry three at the top of the key, and the Grizz going to the locker room up three at the half. At that point, I was like, all right, this game's over. I, I knew it was over at that point. I've watched the Warriors play in too many basketball games uh, in this in this run. I, I knew it was over. Uh, and maybe I would have felt different if the Grizz had John Morant, but they didn't have John Morant. And I, I just know that it just felt like this incredibly painful waiting game because you knew at some point 
the Warriors were going to go on a run. It was just a matter of when and not if. And so it was just incredibly gruesome because you're just you're just waiting on it pretty much the entire uh, second half of play. And so I did think, though, you know, I think the Warriors got a three first to start the second half, and it was tied up. And then Grizz immediately going the 8-0 run, and it was like, okay, they they, they might have found something offensively. Uh, and, and so I kind of felt good about where they were at going into the fourth quarter. Now, still, uh, it, it was, what, like an eight-point lead or something going into the fourth quarter of play. So it wasn't just like this insurmountable lead or anything, but I kind of felt good about where they were going uh, heading into the fourth quarter of play. So a lot of things about the fourth quarter. Number one, I think in the NBA playoffs, more times than not, uh, the later you get into a game, the more, the later you get into a game that is close, the more you have to rely on uh, your top playmaker, which I know that's probably like sports cliche, whatever. But that that is a true statement. Look at what happened in game two. When it got late into the game, who did the Grizz call? They called John Morant, and John Morant answered. He scored 18 points in the fourth quarter of play, and if not for John Morant, this series is over last night in in San Francisco, right? Yeah. So, I think that is important. Obviously, the Warriors had their playmaker last night in Steph Curry, who had a great fourth quarter. The Grizzlies really didn't have one. Uh you know, Jaron had 21, but that was on 21 shots. He was 7-21 from the field. He was quite bad from the field. Uh, I don't think he made a three last night. Uh, Bain, you know, has been playing through that injured back. He was pretty much not effective offensively. He only took eight shots. Uh, and Tyus is just not that guy that is going to be the, the key playmaker that can knock down big shot after big shot after big shot. Now, Grant, he can knock down big shots. He just can't knock down, you know, big enough shots consistently to win the game. He's not John Morant, right? He's not yeah. dropping 18 in the fourth quarter of play. He's good for a big three or a big floater and maybe getting you like seven or eight in the fourth. He ain't dropping 18 or enough to win you the game. So you get to that point of the game and and you don't have your playmaker. And really and truthfully, that was one of the biggest differences in the game last night was Ja not being there down the stretch. Um but to me, the biggest difference in the game last night was the Grizzlies' uh, lineups in the fourth quarter. Steven Adams was phenomenal last night. If you go back and look at the box score, Steven Adams has the highest plus-minus on the Memphis Grizzlies. And not only that, Steven Adams had the highest plus-minus of any player that entered that game last night. He was a plus 13 in 27 minutes played. Now, Jeez. he didn't do a lot offensively. He, you know, only scored 10 points. But he grabbed 15 rebounds, six of which were offensive. He was a force on the glass, and he made a noticeable difference inside defensively. He allowed Jaron to go for five blocks because, obviously, we talked about it at length on the show, when Jaron's out there by himself and having to, you know, fill up all this space – He's going to make dumb plays, right? And he's going to get over-aggressive, and he's going to help too much, and then he's going to wind up fouling out of the game. So what we saw last night, I mean, Jaron had five fouls, but it never really felt like he was going to be in danger of fouling out of the game, right? So 
What you saw with Steven on the floor was that immediately it makes the Grizz better defensively. Because immediately, it, it you saw like January, February, Jaren, where the conversation was, hey, this guy could win Defensive Player of the Year, right? And so that was the thing the first three quarters of play. And you get to the fourth quarter last night, and he doesn't touch the floor until the final like 30 seconds when the game had already been decided. I do not understand that at all. Uh, I mean, because there were times the Grizz were just getting whipped on the boards and he was sitting on the bench, and, and, and I firmly believe he could have helped them, not only the rebounding front, but also in, in the defensive front. And honestly, like, the Warriors went zone there in the fourth quarter at times, too. Drop it off to Steven Adams underneath. Let him get you a bucket instead of going to this small ball lineup that the Grizzlies went to. And, and honestly, the Steven thing, while it was a big factor, it wasn't as big of a factor as the Dylan Brooks thing. Man, uh, talk about throwing a game. Dylan Brooks is now shooting 33% from the floor in the playoffs and 32% from three, which, whatever. You know what? It, if he's only taking a few shots a game, you live with that because he is a pretty good defender, right? The problem is he's averaging almost 15 shot attempts per game in these NBA playoffs, shooting 33% from the floor. Well, that is less than ideal. Um, there was a stat put out there last night. Uh, so Andy Bailey, who writes for the Bleacher Report covering the NBA, among 490 players in NBA history with at least 5,000 minutes and 1,000 three-point attempts, Dylan Brooks is 490th in career box plus minus, and 367th in effective field goal percentage. Uh, I don't understand why he played as much as he did last night. Uh, That's the biggest thing for me is I think from a coaching standpoint, Taylor played that game terribly because, one, we have the Steven Adams situation, and two, we have the Dylan Brooks situation yes. where I understand you need a guy to go off and make those shots like you were talking about. You need a scorer in those fourth quarter moments. But if you're missing all of your shots, you should probably stop playing hero ball That's and pass the ball. He's just a shot chunker. And yeah. he makes one shot and thinks he's invincible. And then you look up. and He wasn't 5 of 19. He was 4 of 18 because he made a three with like two seconds left. That it counted, but did it really count? He was 4 of 18 from the floor last night. So, uh I mean, I know he's in the lineup because of his defense, but also he allowed a couple blowbys to Steph Curry in the fourth quarter last night, and he just completely kills the rhythm and flow of the offense by his just dumb shot selection. And so I cannot believe that the Grizzlies played a guy who went 5 of 19 from the floor last night, 39 minutes, especially given the fact that Zaire Williams, like he wasn't doing great things, but he was giving you solid minutes off the bench. So... I am under the impression if you play Steven Adams and you play Zaire Williams instead of Dylan Brooks, you win that game. And honestly, like you probably win it by two to three scores uh, because you're up eight or nine, whatever it was going into the fourth quarter. And so I, I think if you play those two, uh, even if you just play Zaire in place of Dylan Brooks and you still, you know, send Steven to the bench. I still think you win the game. I, I, yeah. I firmly think Dylan Brooks is so, and I don't want to say solely responsible, but he sure as heck shoulders a lot of the blow in in why the Grizzlies lost that game 
um, last night. Uh, one thing I also didn't realize until this morning is because I'm a big fan of going back and basketball reference charges you for this now, which is dumb, but NBA.com has like a lineup tracker. And so type in whatever team you want and you can look at all of their lineups. So like there's like eight pages of the Grizzlies lineup uh, that they have used at some point in the postseason, right? And so honestly, like I went this morning because I didn't know if that five that played the majority of the fourth quarter had played together on the same floor at the same time um, in this postseason. So that lineup was uh, Tyus Jones, uh, Dylan Brooks, Desmond Bain, Kyle Anderson, and Jaron Jackson, right? So those five were the ones that played the majority in the fourth quarter last night. In eight minutes played, there are only eight minutes, by the way, on the floor at the same time in the postseason. They had an offensive rating of 81 and a net rating of negative 25. That'll lose you games. Uh, so, I, I mean, it's 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 inexcusable to ride with that lineup as as long as you did last night. And it, it's, it's definitely going to open up some interesting conversations. Because let's be honest, maybe the Grizz win tomorrow night, but they ain't making it past game six, right? This series is over. Uh, there's that there's that and I'm not trying to be like this uh I, I'm not trying to you know go reverse psychology here this series is over it it's either ending tomorrow night in Memphis or it's ending Friday or Saturday whenever they play again in San Francisco it's over so it, it's going to open up some interesting conversations this offseason about what you do if you're the Grizz because on paper, you're right there. You're second place in the West. You win 50-plus games, whatever it was this year, and you're right there. But you aren't right there if Dylan Brooks is is, is still in the fold. I, I, I think I, you trade him. I, I think you have to. I think it reminds me, and obviously the styles of play and everything are drastically different, but it does remind me a lot of what Rudy Gay was when he was with the Grizzlies in the grit and grind, grind era. Well, he just thing, doesn't mesh with what they're trying to do. Yeah, and I mean, they've had Dylan Brooks forever. Yeah. And there's been so many seasons where everyone wants to trade him and then he has an upswing and everyone's like, oh, never mind. And I think before, honestly, even if they won this series, let's say they win this series and lose the next round or they end up losing anyways and Dylan Brooks plays fine, I still think you end up trading Dylan Brooks because out of all the pieces you have, He's probably the guy you could get one the most for, and two would get some pieces that would fit with everyone else. Because yeah, like you said, he's a great defender, but that's about it. Yeah, I mean, there's certainly and it, not even that great of a defender. He's a there's okay certainly defender. a bad team that would would take on Dylan Brooks' contract for for his defense and stuff like that. So yes, I I am firmly in the camp of of trading Dylan Brooks. But I'm going to tell you, man, it, it, not that. Not that I like I'm completely off of the whole bandwagon and all that, but I do just watching how some of these games have been managed throughout the course of the playoffs, I do have a little bit of a question mark next to Taylor Jenkins now as to whether or not he is a good coach. I think, and I don't think he's a terrible coach. Yeah. I have a question as to whether he is a good coach. I think he Hmm. I don't know. I think I think it's a mixture of I think this postseason's been a little weird in terms of coaching in general because we've seen I mean the Timberwolves coach made some like huge mistakes yeah. and plenty of other coaches have too in the postseason but in the regular season they looked great so I think that plays into it and as well 
I, I don't know, honestly. I think it was just kind of a mess up, but like a one-time thing. Because other than that, he's been solid yeah. for the most part. But I don't know. Anyways, uh, game five is tomorrow night, 830 uh, on TNT. You can also hear it right here on the Ticket Radio Network. All right, we need to hit a break. We'll do that. We'll come back uh, for a short segment after this on the Ticket. We're not ready to go to the closer just yet. More of The Setup coming up next on the Ticket Radio Network. Hey, have you downloaded that new Deals Around Town app? I haven't. What's that? It's a new free app that can save you a ton of money at local businesses like Gearhead Outfitters, Munchies, Gossip Nails, Fat City, Steamroller Blues, China Buffet, Upper Crust Pizza Company, Los Arcos Enhancements Boutique. (sighs) Yeah, and that's just a few. Wow. So tell me again what to search. Deals Around Town. It's easy to download and so much savings. Oh, I love this. Deals Around Town. And don't forget, it's free. Roof Raiders works hard to keep a roof over our heads. And when it needs to be repaired, go with the locally owned, five-star rated, and award-winning professionals that cover Northeast Arkansas. I'm talking Roof Raiders. Roof Raiders works fast, and they take extra care to make sure every shingle and nail and detail is done right. And Roof Raiders takes the extra step of working with your insurance adjusters on the phone or face-to-face to negotiate on your behalf. Call now for a free inspection. 870-919-6085. That's 870-919-6085. Or online at roofraiders.com. When it comes to servicing your vehicle, trust the folks at Purcell Tire and Service Center. Purcell provides unbeatable service, and that includes free alignment checks on their state-of-the-art Hawkeye alignment machine. Plus, every Tuesday is Ladies' Day at Purcell, where all ladies get an oil change, tire rotation, and brake inspection for just $37.95. And Purcell continues to be the home of the lowest price around on quality Michelin tires. Call them at 972-TIRE, 972-TIRE, or go see your friends at Purcell Tire and Service Center. Parker and Caraway, Jonesboro. First National Bank of Eastern Arkansas is striving to make life easier for all their banking customers by introducing a brand new way to control your Visa debit card. With the My Card Rules mobile app, you can turn your debit card on or off with the push of a button, set limits on spending and transaction types, see recent transactions, customize alerts, and so much more. Existing customers can download the free My Card Rules app today in the Apple App or Google Play Store. We're giving you the power to take control of your card at First National Bank of Eastern Arkansas. Member FDIC. What are you looking for in a dentist? Experience, a friendly, caring staff, the latest in procedures and technology. You can have all of those things at Brooklyn Dental. Dr. Tony and Dr. Adams have been taking care of patients across the area for years and have brought that care to the all-new Brooklyn Dental. They're accepting new patients right now and work with all types of insurance. So why wait? Call Brooklyn Dental now at 393-5330 to schedule an appointment. That's 393-5330. Brooklyn Dental, open now on Highway 49 North in Brooklyn. At Gazaway Ace on Kings Highway in Paragold and Hilltop in Jonesboro, we have you covered whatever the project. Gazaway Ace is the place with the helpful hardware folks in your neighborhood. Grilling season is here, and Gazaway Ace is your outdoor cooking headquarters with name brands like Traeger, Weber, The Big Green Egg, and Blackstone. Get free assembly and free delivery now at Gazaway Ace on Hilltop in Jonesboro and Gazaway Ace on Kings Highway in Paragold. Gazaway Ace is the place you want to go. If you're a mechanic or mechanically inclined with the willingness to learn, Harris Ford and Newport would like to talk to you. For years, Harris Ford has been known to train and employ some of the best service technicians in America, and we're now looking for new applicants. 
So whether you're a seasoned professional or mechanically inclined with a good attitude and willing to learn, Harris Ford is offering competitive pay and benefit packages. So don't delay and contact Gerald today at Harris Ford, 523-5559, 523-5559. There's nothing quite like seeing a baseball crushed over the fence when the Red Wolves are on the diamond. Crushing the hood of your car is a different story. Collision Repair in Jonesboro knows the hassle that a wreck or fender bender causes in our day-to-day life. You need to be back in your vehicle fast and don't have time to keep taking it back in the shop for missed details. Collision Repair is committed to delivering quality work in a timely manner so you can be back on the road fast. Get your vehicle fixed right the first time. Call Collision Repair at 935-9482. We're always rooting for overtime round here. Now let's get back to the setup. All right, welcome back here on the show. As um, We'll have a pretty short segment before we get set to uh, have a conversation with Curtis Wilkerson over at hogsports.com. Um, went back and I, I didn't watch all of it. I made it, in, I made it about halfway through uh, the media questions at the press conference yesterday of Jeff Purinton being announced as the new AD at Arkansas State, but, you know, got to see his statement, got to see Chuck Welch's statement, and a good bit of, of the media questions that that were asked yesterday. Um, I did think it was, obviously, like, this was not a deal where it was, uh, the, the energy level was just, like, off the charts, and it was crazy and all that, but I did walk away still feeling you know, pretty good about the the direction in which A-State went with this hire. Obviously, given the fact that, uh, you know, during Chuck Welch's remarks, talked about the fact that Kirk Herbstreet went out of his way to, you, you know, put a good word in for him to be the AD at A-State. Nick Saban had had good remarks about him. Uh, and, and so I did think that was uh, that was pretty cool. You know, he even had he even cracked the joke at, at Butch Jones that was like, "Hey, the only two football coaches I've worked with are uh, Bowden and Saban." So you have a lot to live up to there. Uh, that <laughs> that is pretty interesting. That throughout the course of his career, the only two coaches he's worked with is is Bowden and Saban. Yeah, that that's, is crazy. That's pretty pretty wild. Pretty crazy stuff. I mean, two one the greatest football coach of all time, and two probably a top. Five, I would think, football coach of all time, uh, and and Bobby Bowden. So I I did walk away still feeling uh, pretty good about where uh, Ray State has gone in in this hire. And it, what was even more crazy, and it, you know, since we got off the air yesterday, just obviously had more chances to go and check Twitter and see you know different highlights from the press conference. Uh, there were a ton of people there, man. Holy cow! Like that room was that room was packed. It was it was pretty awesome to see it to see it that packed. So uh, I do think there is a lot of uh, energy and excitement. And one thing that is uh, one thing that is encouraging is the fact that. And I really like this quote. Like I don't know if it was uh, if it was a shot or anything like that. I just think it was more a statement of fact. Uh, where he said, like, listen, I'm not going to be in the box drinking wine at football games or drinking wine at games. I'm going to be down, you know, interacting because I want to be a part of of this team or of the team's community, whatever. And so 
I did find that aspect of it where it interesting, where it does seem like there is going to be an emphasis placed on, uh, you know, getting getting more fan support and getting out of the community and you know being a vocal leader, kind of like Terry Mahajer was when he was here at uh, at Arkansas State. So that. Uh, just some just some thoughts, having to be able to go back and uh, watch that press conference earlier today. All right, um, I do want to get into the Tom Brady news, so we'll we'll save that for the final segment of the day because that is just nuts. So right now, we need to take a timeout. Curtis Wilkerson of Hogsports.com will join us on the other side of this timeout here on the ticket. Terra's icing down. Kobo's in the pen. But Kate and Andrew are dealing. Play ball. The setup continues right after this on the Ticket Radio Network. That's baseball. The basketball playoffs are here, and you can wager on all the games with the Bentley Sportsbook from Southland Casino. It's the first online sportsbook live in Arkansas. Visit Bentley.com to sign up and cash in on your up to $250 risk-free first bet. Bentley Online Sports Betting offers real paydays. Place bets on pro and amateur sports, including the local teams, with Bentley, B-E-T-L-Y.com, plus you'll get paid in cash. Bentley Arkansas is available on the Apple App Store. Download now for easy action on today's games. Must be 21 or older and located in Arkansas to bet. Play responsibly. For help quitting, call 800-522-4700. It's almost summer, and now is the time to schedule your pool opening with Jacuzzi Hot Tubs of Jonesboro. We do water testing and have weekly maintenance services available for pools and hot tubs. We offer pool openings and closing. We specialize in automatic covers and pool and spa chemicals to keep that water sparkling. At Jacuzzi Hot Tubs of Jonesboro, customer service is our top priority. Ask how to receive 10% off opening chemicals. Come by and see us at 2810 East Highland in Jonesboro and go online at jacuzzihottubsofjonesboro.com. And be sure to check us out on Facebook. Nebo Auto Center, Northeast Arkansas's original new car alternative, is now celebrating its 20th year. And now is the perfect time to swing by their all-new location, just a quarter mile south of the old one on Stadium Boulevard. If you're in the market for a late model, low-mileage car, truck, or SUV, Nebo has a well-stocked lot of vehicles that fit almost any budget. Visit NeboAuto.com and see them at their new location at 3910 Stadium Boulevard, just south of the bypass. And look for the red roof. We go Nebo. Your vehicle is a personal and important investment. At Central Collision Center, we're more than collision repair. We do everything from minor paint touch-ups and windshield replacements to framework. We're committed to customer satisfaction and provide the highest quality of service. At Central Collision Center, we provide honest and expert auto care and offer a written lifetime warranty and on-site rental car arrangements. Stop by or give us a call today to schedule your free estimate. Central Collision Center. Professional, convenient, reliable. Find Central Chevrolet on Stadium and online at centralcollisionctr.com. Join us as we cruise for a cure May 20th at Sage Meadows and Embassy Suites. Cruise for a Cure is a full day of fun benefiting the American Cancer Society, consisting of a four-person scramble at Sage Meadows, followed by a nighttime cruise party at Embassy Suites. Golf teams, cruise tickets, and sponsorships are available at YPAX, spelled Y-P-A-C-S of NEA.com. Join us May 20th as we cruise for a cure. EAB Jonesboro is looking for team members in our sales department, and we are offering a $2,000 signing bonus. EAB Jonesboro is the most listened to multimedia group in Northeast Arkansas, including K-Fine, KISS, The Wolf, The Ticket Radio Network, KBTM News Talk, and Bob FM, plus our amazing digital products. If you have media sales experience, apply today. Or if you don't have media sales experience, apply and convince us why you are the person for the job. Send your resume to Lori 
Lori at eabjonesboro.com. That's L-O-R-I-E at eabjonesboro.com. And get your future moving in the right direction. Plus, get a $2,000 signing bonus if hired. Become part of the largest media group in the state. Apply today. EAB Jonesboro is an equal opportunity employer. My son is 10. He has brain tumor and he's um, fighting for his life. We are so amazed by St. Drew. We don't have to pay and we don't have to worry. This really helps us so much. I really respect people who donate. Tommy can have a second chance. We as a family can have a second chance. So I'm very grateful. St. Jude Children's Research Hospital. Finding cures, saving children. Learn more at stjude.org. We are the 25%. That's a quarter of all Americans. Over 61 million people with a disability. And we want a world where everyone is 100% included. Just like you. Easter Seals Disability Services. We are the 25.org. It's the fastest hour in sports talk. Now back to the setup on the Ticket Radio Network. All right, welcome back here on the show. Halfway home on a Tuesday edition of the show, which means it's now time to go to the Ritter Communications Hotline and check in with our friend Curtis Wilkerson over at hogsports.com. Curtis, how are you this afternoon? Hey, I'm doing well. How are you guys? Uh, doing good. Good to uh, good to catch up with you as uh, as always. Uh, Obviously, it seems like we're we're getting into maybe a little bit more of a downtime in in college athletics, but still some uh, things we'll get to in regards to uh, to Arkansas. I know saw earlier uh, this week that JD Note got invited to uh, to the G League camp, and so that was uh, that was some good news to come out uh, from from JT, JD Note's side of things. Yeah, absolutely. You know, it's it's interesting that you you have a guy that's a a third-team AP All-American and, and a first-team All-SEC selection, uh, you know, like J.D. Note to, to, to have the career that he had at Arkansas. I mean, this guy was incredible. Uh, but sometimes that doesn't always translate to the yeah. NBA. You know, he's a little undersized at 6'1", 6'2", um, you know, just kind of learning that point guard position, which is probably what he would play uh, at the NBA level, right? So uh, it was always going to be kind of an uphill battle for him. Uh, in terms of you know starting his professional career, uh, but he's had some good looks. You know he he's worked out at the Portsmouth Invitational, uh, which is a big event. Did well there. Did well there. But he had an ankle injury. Uh, has been invited to a couple other things. But this G League Combine, I just I just think that's a a big time opportunity for him. It's about forty guys, draft eligible players who are going to duke it out uh, in Chicago on, on the sixteenth and seventeenth of May. And then what they do is they pick probably the top eight or nine guys from that and put them in the NBA draft combine the next few days. So okay. he's going to be able to showcase his skills in front of professional scouts, you know, front office execs from NBA franchises. Uh, it's only going to be a good thing. And typically, uh, even for guys that go to this who maybe don't get taken in the two-round draft, chances are he's going to get a summer league look, maybe a two-way contract. So it's a really big deal for J.D. I love to see it. Also, some news, uh, and this is relatively recent because it came out, uh, I guess, about an hour and a half ago. But 
Uh, Michael Musselman, been promoted to the Director of Basketball Operations at Arkansas. Obviously saw Anthony Ruda promoted uh, from that role earlier in the offseason. So uh, I'm sure it wasn't just too hard for, for Eric Musselman to make this call to promote Michael Musselman to <laughs> Director of Ops. Yeah, that's right. It, it, it's interesting. You know, there's been some moving and shaking. And staff turnover has been something that, that has been common under Eric Musselman at Arkansas, whether it's uh, you know guys moving on for – different positions or just just kind of shifting around some duties within the staff. Uh, Clay Moser, you know, who's a three-year assistant who came and was on Musselman's original staff at Arkansas, uh, he resigned uh, personal reasons at the end of the season. He hasn't taken another position, uh, but that opened the door for an on-floor assistant job. They did, like you said, promoted Anthony Ruda, who's uh, been with Musselman dating back to Nevada and beyond. Uh, that was a well-earned promotion for him to that on-tour assistant coach spot. And so it kind of left the door open for that director of basketball operations. Michael Musselman has been the director of recruiting at Arkansas uh, for the last three years. This past season, uh, he kind of picked up some extra duties. He was the assistant director of basketball operations as well. So uh, this is a, a job that I think he's been preparing for. It's not going to be new to him. Just some added responsibilities, and he's going to keep his role as a recruiting coordinator as well. All right, so we'll we'll shift gears here because yesterday there was you know this big NCAA announcement that came out in regards to name, image, and likeness. Uh, obviously, uh, over the last few months, it seems Arkansas has been very proactive in in name, image, and likeness. You had the big JB Hunt deal. Uh, a couple of months ago, uh, the, you know, the the women's sports deals that they had put out. And so it seems like Arkansas has really stepped the game up in terms of name, image, and likeness and everything they're doing in that front. So what did you make yesterday of the, the NCAA, you know, coming out and essentially trying to stop boosters from the name, image, and likeness uh, deals? <laughs> I mean – I, I laughed at it, to be honest with you. <laughs> uh, I mean, no no disrespect to the NCAA, or, or or maybe there is, but you know they've had a decade to get out ahead yep. of this and, and figure this thing out and, and plan accordingly, uh, and they just completely dropped the ball. And, and a lot of that goes back to, to Mark Emmert, and it, and it won't be his problem here soon enough. But, uh, you know, to, to think that everybody knew that this kind of stuff was coming, uh, you had time to get it regulated and roll it out the right way, uh, but they essentially uh, opened up two cans of worms, in my opinion, uh, not only with the name image likeness with zero regulation uh, when they put it out there, but they also coupled it with that one-time free transfer yeah. waiver. Uh, and so that, that's just a, a deadly combination. Everybody except them, uh, I think, should have seen this wild, wild west thing that's going on right now come in. Uh, and for them to come out, you know, after the fact in the midst of everything that's going on, and, and, you know, say they're going to retroactively investigate some things and, and crack down on the on the regulations. I just, uh, I guess I'll believe it when I see it. But uh, they've never really done anything fast. Uh, so I, I would be surprised if anything came of it quickly. But, um, you know, I, I do think something needs to be done to, to kind of come up with some guidelines and, and regulations there. Uh, I don't know if they're going to be the ones that really figure it yeah. out anytime soon. No, yeah, and I'm I'm with you on that. There definitely needs to be something done, but you know, kind of opening it up to be the wild, wild west a year ago, and then now being like, yeah, maybe we shouldn't have done that. <laughs> Might not have been the best idea, but 
from the Arkansas standpoint of things, the name, image, and likeness has probably been a really good thing, especially over the last few months. Yeah, yeah, hundred percent. You know, I I think a lot of those things kept are kept under wraps, but you know, I don't think it's a secret that Arkansas is doing pretty well in that realm. Uh, you know, not not just within the region, but within the SEC and and you know, people across the nation that they're competing with. Uh, and look, it it shows in recruiting; it really does. And yes, you know, the, the football program is in way better shape under Sam Pittman. It's an attractive place. Uh, people like Pittman; they want to play for him. They're winning. Uh, that breeds success on the recruiting trail. Same thing with Eric Musselman. Uh, you know, his team's gone to consecutive Elite Eights. He's got pro experience. A lot of attractive things there. Uh, but we'd be fooling ourselves to think that that NIL hasn't played a part in it. Uh, and, and these recruits. They're aware of what Arkansas, you know, has to offer in that realm, uh, and so it's absolutely made a difference. And, and when you go look at the recruiting rankings, uh, and you find a school like Arkansas in the top ten in the major sports, uh, you know, on a pretty regular basis now, and with some of the guys that they're in the mix with for in the future, uh, yeah, I, I think it's absolutely been a big deal for Arkansas. And uh, you know, so long as uh, as it continues to be a thing, I think it continues uh, to will be. Talking with Curtis Wilkerson of Hogsports.com. Uh, Just uh, a couple more things before we before we let you go. Uh, obviously, the the transfer portal, the the deadline to enter was was last week, but there's still you know a number of guys out there in the transfer portal market in different sports. So what uh, what's kind of been the latest in recruiting in regards uh, for for Arkansas football post uh, post spring practice? Yeah, you know football wise. They've had three spots open here since uh, spring ball ended for the, for the transfer portal. Uh, you know, I, I think the heavy interest there have been defensive line and wide receiver. Uh, they obviously added Terry Hampton yep. last week out of the transfer portal on the defensive line, and they're shopping for another. They had uh, a young man out of Memphis on a, on a visit last week. Um, he's already committed to Georgia Tech out of the transfer portal, a defensive tackle. I don't think anything really materialized there, but he's just one of many that they've been in contact with. Uh, I think it's going to be important for them to make an addition there. And then at wide receiver, uh, you know, I I think that they're probably a little bit more selective, Uh, maybe not so much a a replenishing depth thing, because they really need some production there. You know, you've got a Jaden Hazelwood uh, who's transferred in. That's going to take away some of that loss from Traylon Burks. The rest of that wide receiver core, it's uh, it's a little bit thin in terms of experienced production. So uh, if they can find the right fit there, I would expect Arkansas to strike. So, yeah, absolutely. They've been uh, been very active in the transfer market, and I think those are probably the two positions that they're dialed in on if they're going to make a, a couple more moves. And – other Arkansas sports, we've seen Arkansas softball clinch an outright SEC championship. You also saw Arkansas baseball uh, get a two games out of three series win against Auburn this weekend. And so it seems like a lot of good things are happening in some of these uh, spring sports and softball and baseball right now. Yeah, absolutely. They're rolling. The softball team is awesome. Uh, what Courtney Dyfel's done with that program has been amazing. Uh, they hit home runs like crazy. I mean, it's ridiculous. It, it's really it's fun to watch them uh, and fun to follow. If you're a person who likes dingers, you need to watch Arkansas softball. <laughs> so they, they've been terrific and, and really having a special season. And maybe this is a year they can make it uh, a little bit further. And the baseball program, you know, they were up and down yeah. uh, a little bit. The team that was ex- extremely talented, uh, maybe not hitting as well, especially timely hitting with runners in scoring position. 
uh, up and down the lineup. You know, they lost a, a midweek game last week against Missouri State, and, and that kind of, you know, things are starting to boil over a little bit when people saw that. Uh, but they bounced back really well over the weekend at Auburn. You know, to go on the road in the SEC against a top-20 opponent uh, and take two out of three the way they did, and they swung the bats well. Uh, you had Jackson Wiggins, your number three starter, your Sunday guy who, who struggled lately, uh, bounce back, gave you five solid innings on the road. Uh, so that puts them in a really good spot. I mean, they're 16 and eight now in the SEC West. You got six games left. They have a two-game lead in the division. So they handle their business at home against Vanderbilt. You got to feel pretty good about Arkansas baseball earning a national seed, which would put them in position to host not only a regional but a super regional if they're fortunate enough to advance. Well, uh, three more weeks or so left uh, before it gets to conference tournament time. I'm sure there will be tons of different news items that come up over the next week or so. So, Curtis, what can our listeners find over at uh, hogsports.com right now? Yeah, we got plenty going on, honestly. You know, uh, the baseball season, it, it's, it's exciting. Andrew Ellis is doing a great job covering that for us. We'll have the home series this weekend against Vanderbilt with blowout coverage. On the basketball front, the, the transfer portal never sleeps. You know, Arkansas is involved. They had a, a visitor in over the weekend, Ricky Council, the fourth. Uh, this is the AAC uh, sixth man of the year out of Wichita State. I think the Hogs are in a really good spot there. We might hear some news on that pretty soon. Uh, and then obviously keeping our eyes on the football recruiting, turning the page over to the class of 2023 and beyond. So if it's Arkansas sports-related, recruiting-related, we got you covered for sure over at Hog Sports. Well, Curtis, as always, uh, appreciate the time and uh, look forward to catching up with you again next week. Absolutely. Looking forward to it. All right. Sounds good. That's Curtis Wilkerson over at hogsports.com joining us on the Ritter Communications Hotline. We'll take a timeout, come back, close out the show after this on the ticket. Our advice, just take the over. I think it's safe to say that I won the bet. More of the setup is coming up next on the Ticket Radio Network. Hogs up slightly, cattle down. Hello, I'm Scotty Woodson on the EAB Ag Network with your EAB Market Countdown. May corn at 786 and a half up two. With July corn at 775 and a quarter up three and a quarter. May soybeans at 1630 up nine. With July soybeans at 1592 and a quarter up seven. May wheat at 1083 and a quarter unchanged. With July wheat at 1092 and three quarters also unchanged. July cotton at 142.94 up one. With October cotton at 137.77 up 59. May rice at 1658 and a half up nine cents. With July rice at 1691 up six. Moving on to livestock now, June live cattle at 132.40, down 115. August live cattle at 134.10, down 127 and a half. May feeder cattle at 158.92 and a half, down 87 and a half. With August feeder cattle at 171.85, down 237 and a half. May lane hogs at 101.07 and a half, up 20. With June lane hogs at 101.57 and a half, up 27 and a half. That's your EAB market countdown, and I'm Scotty Woodson. Have a great day. Soil, the final frontier. These are the voyages of the Soil Ship Enterprise to explore soil life, to boldly grow where cover crops have never grown before. Farmer's Log, soil date 31655.4. We've come across some strange but incredibly helpful life forms. We didn't have to travel far to find them, but these organisms have proven invaluable on our trip through the solar system. They help feed us by nourishing and protecting our crops. They've built our soil structure to make it more resilient to the harsh weather we encounter. Our sensors indicate they're even helping us store carbon that plants take out of the atmosphere and put it back into the soil. 
Guess you can say our living and life-giving soil is the best thing to cling on to. Um, sorry. <clears throat> That's soil fleet humor. <laughs> Visit your local USDA Natural Resources Conservation Service office today and learn more about the basics and benefits of soil health. This message brought to you by USDA and this radio station. Save money while helping the NEA Baptist Center for Good Grief Now at Gamble Home. With an in-store donation to Tugas Project, you can save up to $800 on select mattresses and adjustable base sets or up to 30% off Lazy Boy recliners. Come see Gamble Home at the Farville Curve and browse their huge selection of countless top brands. Or go by and check out the all-new GH Express Uptown on Highland and take anything in the store home with you today. Shop local, save money, and help a great local cause now at Gamble Home in the Farville Curve and the all-new GH Express Uptown. Swing drive to deep left. It's going, going. Another home run for 1812 Pizza Company. 1812 Pizza Company knocks it out of the park every time with a huge selection of the area's best pizzas, salads, and sandwiches, plus a great list of lunch specials. And there are a ton of ways to get it to your team. Dine-in, delivery, or drive-through at their Ray Street location. Or delivery, curbside pickup, or dine-in with members and guests at Hilltop. And you can order online at 1812pizzacompany.com. Send your crowd home happier than a walk-off homeowner with 1812 Pizza Company. Hey, y'all, it's Brandon Baxter for My Tire and Wheel Store Local Tire and Wheel. And in the month of May, don't drive on those May Pop tires. You know those tires that may pop at any time. Because in May, $5 gets you started on all in-stock passenger tires. We're talking new, safe, reliable tires. With peace of mind from Local Tire and Wheels Roadside Assistance and Road Hazard Protection Programs. Now, it may sound too good to be true. But it's true. $5 gets you started on four brand new tires today. Plus, Local Tire and Wheel now offers six months, same as cash. You get the cash price but you have six months to pay. And if you need longer than six months, that's cool too. Because Local Tire and Wheel will build a payment plan to fit your budget. Plus no credit check and everyone approved. Say goodbye to those Maypop tires and get started for only $5 out of pocket today on all in-stock passenger tires. Six months, same as cash. Payments to fit your budget. No credit check and everyone approved. Local Tire and Wheel. 1518 South Caraway in Jonesboro. LocalTireAndWheel.com And on Facebook, search Local Tire and Wheel Jonesboro. Time out over and we're going to the full court press now let's get back to the setup on the ticket radio network all right welcome back here on the show as we get set to close out a tuesday edition of the setup here on the ticket radio network uh, if you missed any of our chat with Curtis Wilkerson, it'll be up following the program, soundcloud.com slash 95.3, the ticket, or wherever you get podcasts by searching for the setup. Um, all right, so earlier today, I guess it was about mid-morning, we got the news that Tom Brady has found his next destination post-football retirement. He is going to be the lead analyst for Fox in their NFL coverage. Which, okay, cool, whatever. Tom Brady's career earnings right now in his 20-something year career in the NFL are $333 million, which is a lot of money. Tom Brady's earnings... For this Fox contract, which is going to span over 10 years, will be $375 million. He's going to make $37.5 million per year 
to be the new color analyst for NFL games on Fox. Just an insane, insane, insane amount of money. That's crazy. For a guy that's never called a football game. Yeah, just that beca- is. Just because he is a great quarterback and is the greatest quarterback to ever play does not mean he is going to be a fantastic color analyst for football games. God, like, I don't even know if he's going to be good. Does Does Tom Brady have the personality to be a good color commentator? I think he might. Based on, I mean, if you've seen him on social media, he has he has more personality than I've realized. And once he retired, you kind of see a little bit more. So, I don't know. It could be a good thing. It could have been a good investment. But at the same time, if it crashes and burns, you're out yeah, a lot of money. I, I just have a problem with it because, you know, Joe Buck has talked and pretty much already said that, like, he was never – offered him and Troy whatever Troy Eggman whatever like offered another contract from Fox and so Fox just essentially was like yeah we're not going to pay Buck and Eggman but I'll tell you what we will do we will pay 37 and a half million dollars a year for a guy that has never called a football game before I, I don't think he's going to be terrible I just don't know that I am committed to the idea that he is going to be good because like he's not going to be Tony Romo yeah. He's, he's not going to be in the booth like calling plays and just getting over the top excited. I would be shocked if he's anything like Tony Romo, which is not a bad thing, but I just have a lot of questions about what his persona is going to be as a color analyst. Yeah, not not extending uh Buck and Aikman is kind of a red flag because I mean those are guys that have done it forever and they're good at it. So you're taking a big risk for just because he played really well on the field doesn't mean he's going to be good at talking. I I don't think I think there's a lot of media outlets that don't realize those two don't translate. Yeah, and I also have like a huge and this is a point that a lot of people have brought up on Twitter today too. While I love certain announcers uh, in the NFL, like I love the Nance Romo pairing, uh, I love Buck and Aikman, and. There are certain other groups I like. Like, I'm never tuning into a game, at least an NFL telecast, because X announcer is calling it, right? Like, I'm tuning into the game because it's either a good matchup or maybe it's the only thing on, whatever. Like, the the last thing I think about on a telecast is who is calling the game. Yeah. Now, on the radio, it's a different story. But the last thing I think about on the telecast is who is calling a game. So I do have a lot of questions about why you would pay a color analyst $37.5 million per year when, like, in the grand scheme of things, Brady may be great, but nobody's ever going to tune into a game on Fox because Tom Brady's calling it. They're going to tune in because the Dallas Cowboys or the New England Patriots or whoever's playing, right? Yeah. So, I, I, I don't know. I just have a lot of mixed feelings on this. Um, Hopefully, they can spice it up a little bit. Because if it's just, you know, him being color and then it's, like, boring, I feel like they're going to lose a lot of ratings and probably end up wasting that money. But I don't know. We'll see what I, happens. I, I think they could have hired Joe Dirt and still have <laughs> dominated the, the TV ratings, right? Because every yeah, time every fair. time at the end of the year, you get the top 100 most watched telecast or television programs in America, like 
90, like four of them are NFL games. Yeah, that's and fair. Then you have like maybe Master Sunday or the Oscars or something like that. But like 90% of the most watched, the 100 most watched telecasts in the United States yearly are NFL games. And so it doesn't matter, you know? Yeah. Yeah, they'll get that money back. I, I just, I, I don't, I just have a lot of mixed thoughts on the whole on the whole Brady deal. It would be nice, though, to be able to retire from football and then make more money to not get hit ever again, but still be around the game of football. Like that, I mean. That's a dream come true. There, there are not a lot retires. of people in this world I am jealous of. There are two people. In fact, I think now there are only two people in this world I am jealous of. That's Devin Booker and Tom Brady. <laughs> Those are like literally the two people in this world I am jealous of. All right. Still more so Devin Booker than Tom Brady. But uh, those that's the extent of the people in this world I'm truly jealous of. I'm like, man, I, I kind of want their life. <laughs> Why can't I be Devin Booker? Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. And, and I don't even want to be Devin Booker because he's a, a great basketball player. That helps, but that that's 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 not even close to the reason I want to be Devin Booker. All right, uh, A State baseball is is in action tonight in a midweek contest against uh, Memphis at FedEx Park. Uh, Six o'clock is the first pitch in that one. Five thirty pregame. You can hear it right here on the Ticket Radio Network. Uh, the second of two midweek games scheduled against Memphis this year. So uh, midweek tonight, and then Hey State will actually get to play at home. They haven't played at home in seven games. Uh, they'll have a four-game homestand coming up this weekend, starting with uh, Georgia State. But uh, can hear that broadcast tonight right here on the Ticket Radio Network. All right. The Drive with Brad Bobo is next. That'll lead into A-State Baseball. Uh, the Front Row with Pedro tomorrow morning from 7 to 10. 10 to 12, it's Red Wolf Roll Call. Then the Workday Red Zone from 12 to 2 gets you back to us. So for Andrew, I'm Cade. So long. Have a great Tuesday. We'll talk to you tomorrow. Oh,